0: Welcome to One Hit Wonderful, the podcast where we're revisiting all of those amazing reality shows that unfortunately or sometimes fortunately only had one <laughs> season. I'm Frank the III.
1: And I'm Meredith Broadbeck.
0: And today we are finishing our series on NYC Prep. Uh, we will be doing the eighth and final episode, which was titled
1: Charitable Charitable
0: to, to a, a Fault. fault. Um, and before we get to that, we do have a little bit of house cleaning. Um, first of all, I would like to say thank you to everyone who reached out after our last episode, um, talking about um, Laura Marie Shane Holes possibly doing a similar podcast that we were. Um, the amount of tweets and Facebook messages and yeah. texts, I mean, it was really moving. We love you guys. We thank really you do. so much for your support. Um,
1: one of you made me cry at my desk.
0: Yeah. You guys are really <laughs> the best. Like we were so moved and I'm um, like honored and just taken aback. Like it yeah. was awesome. It was. Um, so I don't want to dwell on it. Um, and I'm not trying to cause any drama. So long story short, thanks to you guys. Uh, Lara actually reached out to me. Um, we have worked everything out. And we're going to continue to do us. Um, We're still going to do Pretty Wild. Like, you guys are right. This is dumb. Like, um, just because they're doing it doesn't mean we can't do it. Um, Our recording schedule, just so all of you know, um, we were going to hiatus for the summer anyway. So today will be our final NYC prep. Our next episode in two weeks will be our 12 supplemental episode where we watch the movie 12 and discuss it. Um, and then we're into Memorial Day, so we'll be taking a break from One Hit Wonderful, but when The Hills starts on June 24th, we will be coming to you, we're going to record the night it airs, we're going to drop it, I think, the next day, um, so we will be coming to you this summer on Tuesdays to recap the new Hills for you. So we'll be doing that all summer, um, that should be done by the end of the summer, and then in September, we'll be on to Pretty Wild. Yep. Um, so let's go over some Twitter. Um, I'm gonna skip all the tweets about the stuff with Laura and all of that because I don't want to rehash anything. But again, thank all of you. Like, we just can't thank you enough. We were really moved. Yeah. Um, so Mallory hit us up. And Mallory is Mallory, uh, M-A-L-L-O-R-Y-E-C-19. Um, and she said, quick note about the info in Stephanie's podcast. Lauren went to Academy of Art in San Fran, and she talked about going on Laguna and or during press before and after. Also, there is a FITM campus in San Francisco, but Lauren didn't go there. Um, Let's see. Let's see. Oh, and then Meredith replied and said, Fascinating, I should really make Nana's Mink watch the Heidi episodes of Laguna Beach to tie this all together. And I should. I wonder where you can watch. I'll have to see where I can watch Laguna Beach. So you can watch
1: them on MTV.com. Oh, you can? You can. But watching things on MTV.com is terrible. They do that thing with the ad block where they show the same commercial five times in a row. Ugh. It's painful, but you can.
0: I can probably find it on my fire stick. Yeah. Um. And then she said, I vividly remember because I live in the Bay Area and was very excited that two people from Laguna Beach were here. Steven was at San Francisco State. Yep. Um, let's see. That's you. Heather hit us up and said, I'm queuing up that episode of NYC Prep right now so I can listen after. Um, let's see. And then I got a lot of replies about my Mama June post. Oh, um, again, I... <laughs> One of...
1: One was from me.
0: Yeah. Um, I I stand by my picture. I stand by what I said. Um, and then Heather was tweeting us about, like, Spencer and how he blew all his money. And she said, don't forget burritos. Spencer blew their fortune on crystals, weapons, albums, and burritos. When they did Wife Swap, we found out Spencer went out for burritos every damn day. Also, if you... I had to... St- I still follow him on Snapchat, but I don't watch his snaps because they're really loud. Yeah. Like, I don't know. For these of you who snap, I don't... I'm assuming he's playing music on his phone without headphones and then snapping while he's doing it because it's just like really loud rap music and him like going for burritos multiple times a day and coffee. Um, let's see. Do, 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 do. Um, Taylor, our little sleazy tee, hit us up and said, yes, eighth and ocean also with the accents, not British, but I pick up accents quickly. So sometimes I sound Southern, sometimes Midwestern and oddly sometimes Canadian, despite never having lived in Canada, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but alas, no one would ever think California. <laughs> it's
1: like a natural need to want to fit in where you are. I swear.
0: Um, and then Taylor also said that yes, she would totally be a guest and she's honored. So we're going to have to figure out how to make that happen. Yep. Um, Lee Fenn tweeted and said, Frank, you were on fire. This and your outrage about all the ridiculous names. I was walking around the supermarket laughing to myself like a crazy person. Well, they have dumb names. They, yes, they, do. <laughs> they really, really, really do.
1: And I was out drinking when I saw that tweet of Mama June, so I was sitting at a bar and it was it was bad. I definitely, I actually cackled. <laughs> That's what I said. I did.
0: Um, oh, and Heather hit us up to let us know, and I just saw this today. Um, Google Play has Oxygen's Brooklyn one one two two three six episodes for nine ninety nine. In case you ever want to check it out, so that is on our list. It is. Thank you for the heads up, um, Heather. And actually, I think I just got a coupon from Google Play for some like cheap things, so I might even be able to get it cheap. I might just go ahead and buy it. Yeah. Um. So that is all of the Twitter. Awesome.
1: So on a semi-related note, I did listen to Spidey's podcast to see if they responded
0: to Oh good, because I saw a little bit in the press, but so fill me in because I didn't listen to it.
1: So they did respond, but very surface level. Heidi doesn't actually name names or say anything of substance really, but she's... It's It was hard to follow, actually, Heidi's version because she's not as angry and she's not naming names. So she said they had a very hard time with filming and doing press. And what it sounded like to me, and I'm curious if anyone else listened to their episode and maybe I interpreted it wrong. She says that she basically got upset with someone for being friendly with someone else. And she was taken aback by it. So my guess is that they expected Stephanie to be the, like, spidey loyalty, you know, the stuff they used to do to Stephanie on the hills. And Stephanie was there to, like, get more airtime and make friends with everybody. And they were mad about it.
0: Very possible. Also, I believe Heather clued me into the fact that once the show starts airing, apparently Whitney is going to be on PrattCast. And is not good with Heidi and Spencer. Right. So then Heidi keeps talking and talks about
1: how, and then this person who I thought was a friend had been texting and et cetera, et cetera. And I really could not figure out who she was talking
0: about. Whitney, I'm sure.
1: And then Spencer out of nowhere says, yeah, well, Whitney was going to come on this podcast, but that will never be happening for all of you who are waiting for that. Just know that right now. How do you fight with Whitney? I don't know. So then Heidi gets a little heated because Spencer, like, broke the dam and says, I was really hoping that it wouldn't be me and Spencer versus everyone like it used to be, but that's how it is in life and that's how it is now. Or something to that effect. Well. So it's Whitney and Stephanie. So now we have to listen to that broadcast.
0: Um, I wonder if, um... Where Misha Barton is going to land on all this. Me too. I mean, I'm assuming she's team everyone else because I think otherwise they would be like, Misha is the best. Like, we love her, but everyone else sucks.
1: Right. And then it made me more curious about the Stephanie, Heidi with the champagne thing. Because I was like, well, if everyone was mad at Heidi, why was she giving them champagne? I don't know. But anyway... Pratt cast is where it's at still the make Spidey famous again. Not so much,
0: but well, but knowing Stephanie, this champagne thing could have happened early on and she's just let it fester. And like in the yeah. interim, Heidi has since fallen out with everyone else as well. Yeah. Also, I think it's interesting that like Brody, I'll be curious to see how Brody factors in on this because I feel like he and Spencer, even though they didn't remain tight, were never like enemies. Right. They just kind of didn't hang anymore.
1: I don't know. And then my other takeaway was, I wonder if we're all being duped. And this is a crock. And they're just building drama for a show that might not turn out to be that
0: great. I definitely had that thought too. The only thing is, there's no way Stephanie's that good of an actress. And she is for sure an emotionally unstable mess.
1: But I could also see Stephanie being legitimately upset, even though it's fake. Look at
0: what happened with Kelly, oh, oh, that's true. That is very true. <laughs> um, but I, I don't know. I feel like maybe Spencer and Heidi haven't learned their lesson, and they are faking all of this to cause drama, and it's the same things happening that happened last time, and right. people are really going to hate them.
1: Right. So I look forward to Whitney being on PrattCast.
0: Me too, because I can't imagine being mad at Whitney. Like, who could fight with Whitney?
1: I don't know. She's a sweet hippie with a clothing line and a baby.
0: I mean, it's like fighting with Audrina. I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Like, huh? (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Is Audrina even capable of that? Yeah. I mean, they're just kind of like there.
1: Yeah. I don't know, but that's, that's all I got. They did respond, but in a very roundabout way.
0: Well, that's great.
1: Yeah. Uh, so for our final bougie bio, Uh number eight, Thank goodness. I just dug a little deeper and I found Cole. (gasps) Oh, yay. (laughs) Oh, what a high note to end on. All right. Cole Garson is his last name.
0: I'm going to pretend it's Garcon.
1: Sure. He went to Hunter College High School. Okay. And Cole's a smarty pants, you guys. Really? Big time. So Hunter College High School is a publicly funded high school. It's actually on the Upper East Side, but it admission is entirely based on academic merit. So they have grades 7 through 12, but admission is based on standardized tests that you take when you're in late fifth grade, okay. I think. So candidates have to be, to even be considered, you have to be in the top 10 percentile. Or maybe it's top 20%. No, it's gotta be 10. And, but that doesn't include the reading and math combined. You have to be in the top 10 percentile in reading and the top 10th percentile in math. So they base it on your scores. And I read on Wikipedia that, so I think based on that, there are maybe 2,000 students on average per year that are considered. And then only 8% of that are actually invited to attend. Oh, wow. Yeah. So Cole was one of those lucky individuals. So he graduated from Hunter College High School in 2010. And their alumni are very impressive. It's a lot of people who went on to work for Department of State or famous chemists and stuff like that. Um, there are some celebrities. Lynn manuel Miranda.
0: Oh. Cynthia
1: Nixon. And there was one more good one that I didn't write down, but there are some famous people as well. Um, so he graduated in 2010 and then he went to Penn
0: Oh. and studied
1: economics. So he graduated from Penn in 2014. His father is Mark, who is chairman of iBrands Global and is
0: a former president of Seven Jeans. So he must have a fuck ton of money. Why were they acting like he was some kind of like poor kid from the wrong side of the tracks? I don't know,
1: but now I sort of understand why Sebastian was so threatened the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Cole had it going on. Yeah. Yep. His mother is Susan Garson and she's a singer and she performs around New York City at like jazz clubs.
0: Oh. And she
1: sort of looks like Camille Grammer.
0: So basically his mother is the countess. Yes.
1: (laughs) Pretty (laughs) much. Yes. Um, so he has two brothers., uh, the oldest is Remy. He was born in 1987. He works at Ibrand's Global with the dad, and he lives in LA and Remy can get it. really? I'll show you photos. And then Cole also has a brother, Darren who works at Ibrands Global. and they were born, they may have been born the same year. they grad they both graduated college in 2014. So I wonder if he's a twin. They're not identical, but they do look like they could be the same age. Oh, oh. Yeah. So since 2014, he has worked at C3 Capital Partners and has worked his way up. And he is now vice president. And according to Facebook, he lives in Philadelphia. So I have lots of pictures
0: to show you. I, um, Taylor should have stayed with him. She wouldn't be homeless now. Yeah. So this is him and his mother. Oh, my God. He's so cute. He's so hot. I mean, I thought he was cute on the show, but he he's, is fucking hot.
1: Yeah. Hold on. I think there's a picture of him with his brothers. This is him and his girlfriend. Ugh. Yeah. He's very cute. Um. Someone has a picture of the all three brothers. Give me one second.
0: So this is one of his mom's posters. She does look like Camille Grammer. Yeah, like, right? Creepily so. Yeah. They must have the same surgeon. <laughs> I didn't think about that, but <laughs> that could be. Um, let's see. But you have to post at least the picture of uh, this him is, on Instagram. This
1: is the older brother.
0: Ah, oh, that family has some good genes. Even so the dad has a bad haircut, but the
1: dad is not unattractive. Um, where is the picture of all three brothers? This is really going to bug me. Um. oh there you go oh I didn't see this one so this is all three brothers playing tennis
0: yeah what's the one in the blue that's the dad <laughs> what the fuck is that that's a really bad picture of the that dad that is terrifying sorry
1: here's another picture of my boyfriend Remy
0: yeah I have that scarf there you go um, you definitely need to post a couple of these to the Instagram because okay. everyone needs to see the beauty of it. So
1: here's family. what the dad actually looks like. He kind of looks like Sebastian in this picture, actually because of his hair.
0: Yeah. He looks like Sebastian.
1: He in- was wearing a headband and playing tennis. If the dad had a different haircut, though, he would be...
0: If he had a different haircut, I yeah. wouldn't vomit when I saw him. Let's just okay. <laughs> leave it at that.
1: <laughs> well, he ha- he has three pretty yeah. damn handsome he, sons. He definitely
0: does. Well, I am very impressed. I would say that Cole is the Ugh. hottest looking guy in the whole... Oh, my God. Yeah, for sure.
1: Remy in a suit. Yeah. Man, I will post some to Instagram. But really, <laughs> I was just so happy I found him. And the sad thing is I just went a little further down Google search. You got to go down to some of those low level pages where people post really weird things. <laughs> and somebody blogged about how much they liked Cole. And they, it was an old high school kids blog from like 2009. Nice. Yeah. So there you go. Smarty pants, lives in Philly, still hot. Yeah. Yep. I love it. I, I love know. It. We're ending on a high note. We are ending on a high note. Yeah. Garson Brothers sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are we ready to dive into this lackluster finale?
0: Uh, we sure are. Okay. Um, so at the top we get a little season wrap-up um with highlights from the season. A lot of Jesse. A <sighs> lot of Jesse. Way too much Jesse. <laughs>
1: and her Face. I, just, I
0: hate it so much. <laughs> um, and then um, we open up with Sebastian Baby Hitler talking about wells.
1: In Africa. In Africa. So now all of a sudden Sebastian is charitable. And this explains his interest in Africa and college from his bougie bio and he's decided he wants to start a charity project to raise money to build wells in Africa for clean drinking water. Yeah. Which is very noble. Incredibly. It's just the first time we've heard him mention anything other than
0: chicks or sneakers. And also interesting that like Camille wouldn't have tried to jump on the well train.
1: Yeah. Why not jump on anything?
0: Like she and Sebastian are actually friends. He has a charity. Like I don't, it's like just do that, Charity. I know.
1: Well, I have theories about that after seeing the Operation Smile event in this episode too. It's a little... It's
0: glamorous. Oh, way more so. But for right. someone who claims later to be like, it's not about the people. It's not... It's about the people we're helping. And I'm like, if that's the case, then... Help Sebastian. Uh, yeah. Be a vice president or whatever. Yeah. I know. So... They
1: talk about having a charity event at Gabe's father's restaurant. He said, and you know, chicks are indesensitive guys. And then Gabe points out colleges too. Yeah. Great.
0: Wonderful. Yeah.
1: It's really about helping the Africans, but chicks dig it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So then we have a scene on the street of PC confronting
0: Taylor about not going to his party. And this, I'm sorry, but I was team PC on this one.
1: I get why he. I mean,
0: not to the... He took it too far and was a real dick, but like, she lied. She did lie. However,
1: I'm not not on his side, but I am surprised that he cares that much. For someone who is such a man about town and had a full party, what does he care about this one fifteen year old and whether or not she attends?
0: Oh, I a thousand percent know. It's because he is used to people falling all over themselves to be like, PC is so cool, how he's gonna deign me with his presence, and Taylor's like, eh. And it drives him crazy.
1: Yeah, that's where I'm not on his side. If she hadn't said, like, sent him a message or said, I'm really sorry, I can't make it, then that would excuse her a little bit. But she gets caught in a lie on the sidewalk.
0: Yeah, she's not a good liar. Like, she didn't
1: even try. No.
0: So she says (laughs) at the day of the party, she says she was grounded. Then she tells PC, first she tells him that she got in a fight with her mom. Not that she was grounded, but just she was in a bad mood about the fight and she wouldn't have been any fun at the party. Then, scant minutes later, says that she went to a friend's concert in Brooklyn.
1: Yeah. I'm like, huh? Yeah. And that, that really sends PC over the edge, and he talks about all the nice things he's done for her. The party wasn't for her. Calm down. Well, I her. also,
0: I mean, he says I, all these cool things. A fashion show. You took her to a fashion show and invited her to a party she didn't go to. Right. You threw the party for yourself. She didn't go. Yeah. Calm down just a little. If Taylor had a penis, PC would literally be like stalking her and camping out in trees inside of her house because it would be driving him insane to be treated this way.
1: Right. And later we find out Taylor recounts it to someone else and says, you know, he lectured me about responsibility and how I won't go very far in the social scene and things like that. And she says to him on the sidewalk, I'm not your social experiment. Yeah. So I think they may have cut a little bit out because I think he kind of went after her about how to be mature and behave.
0: Oh, I think they cut a decent amount out because there, I mean, there is no way someone is stupid enough to tell a lie and then literally three minutes later contradict themselves. Like I think it was, they were probably talking for half an hour and we got to see like a three minute clip. Right. But so PC says he's done with Taylor. And Taylor says, how many fucks do I give? Zero. Zero, zero, none. (laughs) (laughs) We get
1: another brief scene on a different sidewalk. And Kelly and Sebastian are talking about his benefit. And he wants Kelly to sing. Yeah. And that's it. She says she'll think about it.
0: Yeah, it was interesting. Um, I didn't get why he wanted her to sing. Like, I I could understand if, like, we need entertainment and I'm going to list you as the singer but she doesn't he doesn't know she's gonna do it until she shows up so it was weird
1: it was weird but i appreciated the whole troll of comparing sebastian's charity event to jesse's oh <laughs> yeah it was good
0: i yeah i did enjoy that because i think for sebastian's and we'll talk more about it when we get to it i don't believe they even had the entire restaurant i think they just have like a corner
1: they yeah it's definitely just yeah
0: yeah it's like a back <laughs> corner of the restaurant <laughs> yeah with the giant speaker and then, oh boy, we get to <laughs> the. Now, was it an Operation Smile jewelry shoot or just a jewelry? I was confused about that. Okay.
1: So it was the same jewelry designer that Jesse had yeah. drinks with or whatever Queen of Chains. Queen of Chains. So she said it's a promotional piece yeah. for the gift bag. So. Oh, okay. The woman was paying to advertise in the gift bag. You know, it's going to be like a little pocket card or something like that. And Jesse was going to be the model in it because I'm guessing on the back of the card, they said, you know, Operation Smile, Chairwoman, Jesse, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That's how I took it.
0: Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I missed the gift bag part. I didn't hear that part.
1: It does. But when you see some of the other young women involved in Operation Smile, I don't, I don't know. Sorry. They also style her so badly.
0: Yeah. Like the eye makeup. I I was fully thinking like, oh, they've got a professional hair and makeup person. Right. Maybe she's going to look amazing. Yeah. (laughs) Like, no.
1: So let's, let's describe this though. So they give her, her spray tan this episode is very dark. Yeah. And her hair is looking particularly stringy in a way that I'm not understanding in both this modeling Scene and the, the benefit scene later, it's very disheveled. Well, in the
0: modeling scene, she had tracks in.
1: Okay. So they give her a smoky eye, which it looks like it's supposed to be kind of edgy because she's modeling all these chains and I'm going with it. And then the makeup artist gives her a wing all the way out to the like edge of her eyebrow.
0: Um, I thought that it looked like her eyes have lung cancer. It, it was... Too much smoke. It like, looked
1: ridiculous. And I was trying to remember what music video it reminded me of. Um, it's one of the girl bands, like Spice Girls or something, where they're in the desert and they've all got like really dark eye makeup. I don't know. It looks ridiculous. She looks like something out of a Marvel movie, but not in a good way. No. <laughs> not at all in a cool way. So she, PC shows up. Why she invites him to everything, I don't understand. He nearly ruined your internship. Why are you inviting him to this?
0: Well, I love that she, that they feel the need to invite each other to things just to snipe at each other the whole time. It's so uncomfortable. Yeah.
1: And so they're chatting as she's getting her hair done about, you know, how he goes out all the time and things like that for the millionth time. And she says, I never know where you are. And she says it again later in the episode. What do you care where he is all the time?
0: Um, I was too busy paying attention to the fake hairstyling that was going on in the background.
1: Yeah. Was that, was
0: that, (laughs) was that straightener even plugged in? I don't think so. And she was literally taking all her hair all of it and putting it in the straightener and like a giant, I'm like, why are we, this is ridiculous. Like stop trying to pretend to do her hair. It's obviously already done. Like just walk away and let them talk. Yeah. And then Jesse models with a male model
1: who is, he's handsome. Of course he's a male model. He looks very Abercrombie though. And for this edgy shoot, it looked very strange. He's shirtless with jeans on and then Jesse's got this insane smoky eye and is wearing 10 pounds of chains. Well, he was too. He looked like Mr. T. Yeah, but it's just, it's a very weird vibe. And then PC starts directing the photo shoot.
0: Yeah, I was. In his...
1: front of everyone, including the jewelry designer and the Operation Smile. People. Yeah,
0: he literally was just like, I'm going to art direct this now, which was ridiculous. And then because no one listened to him, he left in a huff.
1: Yeah. You're the model's friend.
0: Yeah. You're not the photographer. And I would love to know, because they kept like cutting to these like side eye pictures of Lauren and the other people looking annoyed. But I'm curious. I would love to know what those pictures were. I mean, you know how Bravo works. Like that could have been a shot from after he'd already left. Like I would love to know how they were actually reacting to him in real time.
1: I also don't understand why any of the adults in the room didn't say, oh, that's great, but we're going to let the photographer handle that. Yeah. You little pissant get out of here.
0: But for all we know, they could have said, what do you think?
1: Yeah. And that got know. cut out. Like, right. I
0: don't, I mean, I it just see, I feel like if he really was going on and on with this unsolicited advice, someone would have said like, hey, we only have so much time here. We're on a clock. Like, Yeah.
1: Shut up. And Jesse and him are having this really painful back and forth in front of everyone too about Jesse and this male model who is standing there and they're talking about him like he's not there and he looks real dumb. Yeah. He's not following at all. He doesn't know they're talking about him. He doesn't.
0: I did think it was funny though when PC said you guys have the same chest.
1: (laughs) He did have pretty big pecs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but PC leaves and they're both really bratty. I'm I'm surprised that Jesse behaves that way given this event and the jewelry designer and other things.
0: Oh, I do. I'm not surprised at all because when you, and I've seen this before and I probably did it when I was young. But when you're that age, I think you think it makes you look cool. To Probably. be like, have this bitchy back and forth with your friend and be like, ah, oh, I'm so overhand. And I think you think it looks cool. And I think they think it looks cool. And they don't realize it's annoying and stupid. Ugh. Like, I had a client come in one time. She's very sweet. She's a daughter of my, um, one of my clients. And she's a senior in high school? Junior, senior? Um, and she's lesbian. Well, she's bi. she came in with her girlfriend And they were so fucking annoying. I mean, like, when she comes in by herself, she's lovely. But she came in with this girl, and the whole time, they were like, oh my god, you're so... I mean, they were doing this. Yeah. And I think they thought, like, oh, he's gonna think it's so cool and cute and fun that we have this, like, playful fighting relationship. And I'm like, just shut the fuck up so I can cut your hair. (laughs) I hate watching it. And then it's Sebastian's event. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I first say, I wanted to go back real quick for the photo shoot. I think it is... Hilarious that Jesse is talking shit about PC's looks.
1: Oh yeah.
0: The fuck. Yeah. <laughs> That's what gobsmacked me the most about. What the did whole she thing. say? Oh, the, and when he got there, and she was like, "Male models, he's so insecure, he can't compete. Like, you know, go, oh, you know how he looks." I'm just like, "What the fuck? He's a very attractive." <laughs> I, Watching Jesse model was really rough. Yeah, it was. Rough. I think I was having
1: an out of body experience. <laughs> So Sebastian's event is at Gabe's father's restaurant, which is named Gabriel's. And Gabriel's has been there since 1991 and is still open up by Lincoln Center. So there you go. Okay. Good for that guy. Uh, And as they're walking in, he talks about the charity event and Gabe says, well, girls like that, whatever they're in the back room of this restaurant.
0: Like the back corner. Yeah, it's not can, even closed. Because to me, it looks like they were in the back right corner and in the left were just normal patrons. Yes, I would agree. That weren't involved in the charity. It looked like they had less than 10 tables. For sure. Yeah, for sure. So I also didn't get his math when he said it takes $4,000 to build a new well and each of you paid $20 today. Right. And children will have water for the next 10 years. And I'm like, what? Yeah. I don't know. I, I think they cut that
1: too. <laughs> Although it's Sebastian, so who knows? Clearly we need Cole there to do his math I, for I'm him. Par-
0: yeah, I know. Because the math did not add up. There were not enough people there. Yeah. He for sa- a full well.
1: No. And then he said something about how it saved people for a year. i are like, huh? What?
0: I'm like, I don't, we don't, I don't, I don't get don't it. I don't think
1: so. So as he's welcoming people, it's all teenage girls and parents. Yeah. He and Gabe are the only teenage boys that we see.
0: Yeah. He invited all women. Yeah. It was like a, what would you call that? A taco fest? What would you even, what's the female equivalent of a sausage fest? I don't even know. I don't know. I'm just going to go with taco fest.
1: Sure. Um. <laughs> and I was wondering at the time, it's not until you hear his speech that you realize people paid $20 because I was, my note says, how is this a charity event?
0: Well, well, I thought it was a t- dinner. Like you pay, but I was like, then there was no food and he said people pay $20. So I don't know.
1: Also, it's New York and you only charge those people $20? Although for what? But still, even $20 for a dinner in New York is nothing. If you only invited rich prep school kids and their parents.
0: But there were definitely not 200 people there.
1: No. It's so confusing. Yeah. And then he gives a speech as Gabe is propping up a laptop and using it as a teleprompter.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And they're both terrible. Sebastian's terrible at giving speeches and Gabe is terrible at being a teleprompter worker. Because he wasn't like scrolling fast enough.
1: No. And... Sebastian's holding the microphone like he's a rap star. He's like twirling it in his fingers and the sound is going in and out. And then he ends the speech by saying that Kelly's going to sing and
0: he's really touched because she didn't want to. Oh, we forgot to mention Kelly showing up with her vocal coach and her makeup artist. Yeah, it was amazing. I wonder if they were there to take notes on her
1: performing abilities or something. It's very strange. I
0: don't know why a makeup artist would need to do that. Right. But um, I think that... I'm sure the vocal coach was like, oh, this is good practice for you to be in front of an audience. Like, test yeah. it out and see. And also, let's get you singing on Bravo.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: And let's get me on Bravo. I didn't,
1: I didn't notice the makeup artist. <laughs> she, did Kelly even have that much makeup on? Oh, yeah. She did? Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't remember. But then Kelly feels dumb because of Sebastian's horrible introduction, but she sings for I was gonna say the room, the corner of the room where the event is, and there's just like one giant speaker
0: behind her. It's it's awkward, but she sounds good. She sounds great. She sings a song called The Power of Letting Go, which I'm assuming she wrote. I have no idea. Or maybe the vocal coach wrote. You can
1: see patrons of the restaurant behind her that are not in the corner or part of the event sort of being like Huh, what's that over there? (laughs) It's very odd. And I really wished you see part of a table placard that says Sebastian Oppenheim presents, but I didn't see the event title and I really wished I had. I hope it's African Wells colon Chicks Dig It or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) I can only imagine what he came up with. I am. Maybe I should try and scroll back in the history of that <laughs> restaurant and see if they published it anywhere. So then we go to Jesse's dinner party at Gilda. Gilda, yeah. I I guess the dinner party was because they're all
0: getting ready to say goodbye and go to college but and. I don't understand. Like, does prep school end in March? Like, it's cold out, and they're all know. acting like, "So long, never gonna see you again." I'm like, I feel you got a couple months of school left, guys. Yeah. At least. Yeah. And
1: I'm trying to remember the timing of my senior year because I finished all my college applications really early because I just wanted to get them all done in one fell swoop. But I feel like until spring break, you could potentially be doing things. I don't, I don't know though. I don't remember.
0: What do you mean potentially be doing things?
1: Like for applications and all that kind of stuff. Like, oh,
0: so I have a ton of clients whose kids are going through it now. Um, if your early admissions, you've found out a long time ago. Um, Everyone who's doing regular admissions are being waitlisted. They f- found out like a month ago. Okay. Couple so weeks, end of March. Ago. Yeah.
1: Right. So, but if spring break is late February or early March, you might be scrambling to get your stuff in. I feel like a lot of the application dates are March first.
0: Well, I thought it was weird that all of a sudden later on we find out like, oh, by the way, PC, I'm going to college. Like, what? Huh? Yeah. Like, I, I, think he just hadn't heard back yet. Maybe he was waitlisted. Yeah. He and, wrote- Was able to get in.
1: Right. So Jesse gives a toast about how they're all going to college except for PC. Yeah. And the whole, everything she's saying is a dig at PC. 100%. It's maybe funny the first time. And then she just won't stop doing it in front of the whole dinner party and it's uncomfortable. And then who's the other kid with the hair? Dan. The one Camille went on a date with. He's there, and he said, no, come on. PC's worked really hard all year, and he's going to do really well.
0: And everyone dies. And there's a pause, and everyone (laughs) dies laughing. Except for PC.
1: Yeah. So then Kat... (laughs) I'm not sure what Kat's trying to do here. She drops a bomb and basically puts Jesse on the spot to confront PC about all these things she says to everyone else, but not to his face. Yeah. And she and Jesse have a little cat fight, and... PC squashes it in a good way, actually. He's like, you know, let's just not, let's not go there. And Kat's like, I don't, I'm not doing anything. And he says, I'm talking to you and to Jesse. No drama. Let's continue having a good time. And everyone, clearly the, the record stopped, but everyone agrees. Let's forget it and have a good time.
0: And Jesse gets up and leaves. Which is her go-to.
1: It's her dinner party. What is she doing?
0: Pouting. She and PC both love to leave. I
1: know. But also, you just squashed it. Nothing came out about what you said about PC, at least not that we saw. And also, you're so mean to him to his face all the time. How is this any different?
0: Well, and I get what Kat was doing. Like, I mean, it was stupid and she shouldn't have done it there. But I think because I think she, like all of us, is tired of all this this sniping and was just like, just tell him. Yeah. Just instead of being like a bitch to him 24-7, just tell him all these problems that you have with him and get it out in the open and be done with it. I mean, she didn't do it in a good way, but I think that's what she was trying to accomplish.
1: Yeah. Well, it backfired and Jesse left.
0: Because both Jesse and PC think so highly of themselves that I know for a fact that they think, like, if I leave, it's going to show them. Right. Like, how are they ever going to have a good time when I'm gone? (laughs) Jeez. Yeah.
1: Okay. So then we get a scene afterwards, presumably the next day, but who knows, of Jesse and PC talking
0: through some of these issues
1: and to his credit I thought PC handled this well too
0: I mean incredibly well he was so mature so adult he came at it from a very like
1: he said I feel like you're trying to change me yeah you know the fact that I go out and the fact that I don't know where I'm going to college you always pick at me and you're trying to make me into something that I'm not and I just want to be who I am and we've been friends for a long time and I feel
0: like you won't let me do that and I thought she was a big fat baby Yeah, I don't even remember what she said. She was just like, I don't know. What are we going? I don't know what we're going to do about this. And uh, I mean, he came from this amazing place and she did not respond well.
1: Right. She barely
0: responded at all.
1: And she said, you know, I don't want you going out all the time. And I wonder where you are. That was the second time she said it. And then they established that they care about each other too much. And she doesn't know what to do. And he hugs her and says, we'll figure
0: it out. Yeah, you'll figure it out by no longer being friends. Yeah. Because I think that's what happened.
1: Yeah, pretty much. And then we get this really dumb scene, in my opinion, of Camille and Taylor shopping at this very strange store that at first I thought was Bendel's. And I was like, oh, that's not Bendel's.
0: Could have been Bergdorf's. It was a
1: basement, though. It was a basement? They walked down the stairs. That's why the ceilings were low. Maybe the jewelry department of some stores in the basement because she was trying on necklaces, but it was a weird vibe. Um, and basically they talk about PC and this ditching of the party again,
0: but we got shades of what's to come for Taylor because she went to an anti-war protest. Yeah, it's I know. to do it. Right. So, that like, was my note yeah. too.
1: It does make sense that maybe she was a, a wall street protester. Yeah. Yeah. She she participated in a walkout. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Taylor. <laughs>
0: um, and then Sebastian and his dad walk across the Brooklyn bridge. On the wrong side. I couldn't even listen to what they were saying. It was making me so mad. Uh well, like yeah. that white line is there for a reason.
1: Yeah. Well.
0: I really wanted him to get hit by a biker. Because he almost did. Like I don't it was annoying me a lot. Well, we managed not to make any jokes about him hopefully jumping off, so there you go. One, huh. well, he's a basically a human turtle, so he'd be able to swim just fine. <laughs>
1: Well, you also didn't miss anything of importance. He's talking to his dad and his dad says, you know, junior year is really where you have to buckle down and people start paying attention. That's probably true.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, I think it's universally known that are thought of that junior year is the hardest year of high school, they say.
1: Yeah. And Sebastian realizes that his dad has a point and that he's been focusing too much on quantity of chicks and he should really focus on quality. Great. I can't, I can't, I won't miss him. Okay, so in another yet awkward scene, a lot of these
0: really were rough. Jesse and Camille. And this, like, stand back, because I'm probably going to projectile vomit as I say this. I was team Jesse in this conversation. (laughs) Okay. Only because I, I feel like, Camille, it didn't sound like Camille followed through. Like, I mean, she said, "Like, I told you to join the Facebook page. I told you to do this. I told you to do that. You didn't do it." And this is all about Operation Smile. Of course, of course. Operation Smile. Um, and Camille was like, "I wrote a letter." <laughs> so I, I mean, Jesse was a raving cunt about the whole thing and handled it terribly. But I do get that if you give someone the tools to do what they want to do and they don't do them, it's frustrating. Yes. So, I mean... And I didn't see... Like, I I really wanted Camille to come back with a laundry list of like, no, I did this, and I did this, and I did this, and I did this, and she didn't.
1: And I think what was missing, though, because later when Camille's talking about it with Taylor and Kelly, they seem to agree with her. Yeah. And I think something got left out. She either responded to Jesse with a question or something that Jesse didn't respond to. Camille's upset about something, but we can't really figure out what. And she says later... This is all over her trying to start a chapter of
0: this charity event at her school. At her school, which I did not understand until this episode. Like, right. I thought she just wanted to be on the board with Jesse. Like, I don't.
1: Right. So I'm guessing maybe her school needed something from Jesse and Jesse didn't send it back. There's something missing that we didn't, we're not privy to. Because Camille, I don't see Camille getting mad she knows when she doesn't follow through on stuff. And that doesn't seem like her, to be honest.
0: A hundred percent. But in the moment, in this conversation, I I was like, I do get where Jesse's coming from.
1: Yes. I hate the way that Jesse processes her anger. And maybe it's because it reminds me of myself. God forbid I say that, but she just like, won't look up from her phone and is being very snarky and just won't look her in the eye. And
0: I mean, just not even passive aggressive, like aggressive. But it's, I mean, in a situation like that, and I think as she grows as an adult, she would probably do this. You just say like, I don't want to meet with you.
1: <laughs> right.
0: Like or I'm too busy to meet with you. Instead of meeting with the person and then being a raving bitch to them. Right. And she leaves again. She just yeah. like hails a cab. I have to go. Well, I mean the very first thing she said was, like, You're late and I don't have time for this. Yeah, leave then. I'm Ditch like, her. All right, whatever. Yeah. And then we get a confessional and Camille drops the R word.
1: I know, she did. Yeah. It's not very Camille-like.
0: No, it's not.
1: No. No, didn't do it. And then we get a really short
0: scene of Taylor and her brother at Katz's Deli. I have but, no idea why they included that. It it was a basically an interstitial. I mean, it was yeah. barely 30 seconds. It was stupid.
1: Yeah. Her brother's cute, but he's like 12. like he's 13. A, oh, okay, yeah. that's close. He's cute, though. Yeah, no, he's a cute little kid. So, then it's the day... Of the Operation Smile Junior, which Junior was a new word. I don't think we'd heard that
0: before. And we only heard it once. Yeah. Like, the whole, they finally, at some point, someone said Operation Smile Junior, but it's just been Operation Smile. And I didn't see Junior on the step and repeat. No. So, I don't know. So, Jessie's getting her hair done. By Ted Gibson. Right. And I feel like we've talked about him before. We have. Okay, so she's... Because he was at the Carmen Mark Valvo event. There we go. He used to be Oprah's hairdresser. Yep.
1: So she talks about the event and the fashion designers that were participating in donating outfits or whatever. Carmen, Mark, Valvo, Mark Jacobs, Diane von Furstenberg, Bagley Mishka, And there was some other really impressive one, but I
0: think... I can't remember.
1: Yeah, I was trying to write fast. Um, And it's at this big restaurant i guess called Cap- no
0: it's a ballroom okay for sure capital. capital but it was for sure like a ballroom
1: yeah well some restaurants in new york though are old school and huge
0: i don't know i mean this to me looks like a ballroom
1: it looked like a place where you get married
0: yeah yeah like an event space for yeah sure
1: oh there was a place in dc called that here we go it's an event venue
0: yeah was there's no way it was just a restaurant
1: Event venue. Interesting. It's in lower Manhattan. Oh. Okay.
0: Everyone had to go downtown.
1: Yeah. It's at one thirty Bowery.
0: I'm surprised we didn't see Jesse's friend with a bow head. She lives downtown. Do You think she would have been there? She was there. Oh, she was there. Oh, she was at the dinner party, Zoe. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Whoa. Cool. <laughs> oh, I'm looking at event photos and there's like a Cirque du Soleil performer. Anyway. Um, so Jessie's running around like a crazy person. Camille is very upset about their conversation on the sidewalk, and she decides she's gonna go over to Frank's two favorite people, Dee Dee and Tatiana. And Well, after
0: being encouraged to do so by Kelly and Taylor.
1: Yeah. And sort of throws Jesse under the bus a little bit.
0: Uh, a little bit. She full on body slammed her under the bus. But I didn't think the women seemed to care.
1: No, and it wasn't necessary. No. She could have said, so what she says is, I've been really wanting to do a chapter for Operation Smile at my school, but Jesse hasn't been letting me do that. And all she needed to say was, hi, my name is Camille. I attend this school. I would love to expand this. I'm going to be a senior next year. Please let me know, you know, what I can do. She didn't need to mention Jesse at all. Um,
0: She didn't need to in the sense that, she was going to get her chapter either way, but I feel like in her core, because she wants to murder Jesse, she course. for sure needed to, Yeah, and I needed her to.
1: I mean, it made for a better episode. Yeah. So the rest of the episode is just at this event. PC arrives in a tux.
0: Dulce and Gabbana tux, no yeah. less.
1: Yep. Um, the centerpieces are all made of candy bars. Yeah. I didn't understand that.
0: Um, I guess cause it's Operation Smile Junior and kids like candy. I don't.
1: Okay.
0: I'm sure like Nestle or someone just sponsored part of the event.
1: Yeah. But isn't that weird given Operation Smile works with like mouths and teeth? I mean, I know it's not the dental association, but it felt odd.
0: Well, but I thought Operation Smile was for cleft palates. It is, but. So that's lips. <laughs> I get saying. where you're coming from, but yeah. yeah, no, I mean, I just think it was like a cute like, oh, this is for kids. We'll have candy. Okay. No one touched it.
1: No. Well, it's a... Yeah, it's a centerpiece.
0: Yeah, I don't know.
1: Um, so PC decides he needs to apologize to Carmen Mark Valvo for bringing friends to the event.
0: Um, well, before that, we get the missing dress incident. Oh, God. Yeah. So one of Jesse's <laughs> friends apparently made a dress and a skirt for the fashion show, and there was, like, a kerfuffle... Over the fact they thought they were missing, but lo and behold, they were not missing. And it gave Jesse yet another chance to talk about how she's always right all the time.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I I, I just said dress drama. Yeah. (laughs) So PC apologizes to Carmen. Yes. And Carmen basically says, you know, it's fine. I really appreciate your apology. The issue was that it was a smaller event for us and a smaller club. So normal like at bigger events it wouldn't have been an issue, but it was a little bit.
0: Well, and I thought it was a little passive aggressive on his part. Yeah. Because he could have just been like, "Oh, thank you so much for apologizing. I really appreciate that. That was very big of you." But instead, he was like, "It wasn't that big of a deal." But, but it and was, the, but it was. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, he for sure like got in a little dig there.
1: Yeah. So then Jesse, she, homegirl's looking windblown already. Yeah. She looks like a hot mess by the time she takes the stage. And I don't, I don't know if she chose the wrong hairstyle knowing she'd be running around that much or what, but she's running around backstage and she can't find any of the young male models.
0: They're all missing.
1: And she goes further upstairs at this event space, and she finds all the male models smoking weed. Yeah. And she flips out. She flips out. She says, I can't believe you have that little respect for me. You, would, you could risk
0: burning this building down. Now, I thought that was an interesting take. Like, I thought it would have been like, this is illegal, and you can't even smoke inside cigarettes, let alone weed. But for her to be like, you're going to burn the building to the ground, I thought that was an, a hot take. Interesting way for her to go.
1: Yeah. And so she's running around and all flustered and she falls down the stairs. And it's
0: amazing. It
1: is amazing. I liked it more in the preview than I liked it in this moment because (laughs) I was tired of watching her, but it is amazing.
0: Well, and plus in the preview, we were able to be fooled into thinking it happened in front of like hundreds of people and And it it really doesn't. doesn't.
1: They, they tried to make it look like people saw it. Probably no one saw it.
0: I think a couple people did.
1: Yeah. Can we also talk about her dress? What do you think?
0: I mean, well, fine. I mean, it wasn't hideous. It wasn't great. It was yeah. Just there.
1: So it's fitted on the bottom and it's off the shoulder, kind of flowy on the top. And it's peach colored. It's the color was my issue on her, like on her, you know, spray tan skin with the stringy hair that if it had been a different color, I actually would have liked the silhouette on her, I think. Yeah. And lucky for her, it was stretchy because when she fell down the <laughs> stairs, she didn't rip anything. Um, and then we see this fashion show and Camille's being a hater.
0: Oh, Camille was killing it. Yeah. Killing it. I was
1: living for it. <laughs> so Camille is hating on the fashion show and talking about how there's no continuity and she would have styled the looks differently. And from what we see, she's not wrong. No. They're just a string of outfits on awkward looking teenagers. Then
0: she talks about how she like banged one of the models and then she accuses another. She's like, he's definitely never hooked up. He's a virgin.
1: No, has that guy hasn't gotten laid, laid ever. ever. Yeah. <laughs> um so that part's good, but Sebastian doesn't really understand why Camille's being such a hater. Maybe she's jealous.
0: Yeah. Maybe. I mean, partially, but I was there for it. Yeah. I was there for her color commentary. Where was this Camille all season? Like, I know. That's the Camille I wanted.
1: And then we see Jessie come out in a hot pink ball gown. I have a
0: lot to say about that dress. Let's talk it about it. It was ill-fitting. It was so ill-fitting. It made her boobs look lopsided, which well, they're not. Well, she didn't
1: straighten it out in yeah, the front.
0: Yeah, it was, I mean, it was bad. Yeah. It was not good. No.
1: And her hair. Does she still have the tracks in her hair?
0: No. It's just bad. Yeah. It was, I mean, it, it did, the blowout didn't look good when he did it. Like when no. she got up in the salon, it was a bad blowout. Yeah. She's got a terrible haircut. Like, yeah. I don't know who cut her hair. I don't think Ted Gibson cut it, but her haircut is awful. And that's, there's only so much you can do with it. It basically looks like a grown out friend's haircut.
1: Right. And if it's me and I know I'm going to an event where I have to run around and possibly sweat or do something, I will get my hair done up. Because my hair falls flat, and I just know that, like, I'd rather have something that is secured and bobby-pinned that really can't, you know, that it'll soften, but I won't look disheveled as fuck. (laughs) So, Jessie's looking a little worse for wear by the time she takes the stage, but all in all, her event looks like a success, and people are very proud of her.
0: Now, what I want to know is, where are the pictures of the kids? Like, at Operation Smile, shouldn't they have, like, before and afters, and, like, stories about the children who've been helped and there was none of that at this event it was just like rich kids in ugly clothes
1: yeah i don't know i didn't get it but they obviously didn't show us everything
0: i mean i've never been to a charity event where they didn't say like here are the people you're helping because they're trying to get more money from you and this is what we've done and there was none of that no I, i didn't understand Um, and then the episode... Oh, but I will real quick say before it ends, I will give Jessie props, and part of this is just from her astronomically weird self-confidence, um, but I would never have been able to speak in front of that crowd that large. It was big. Like, even now, let alone at that age, and she was very comfortable. She was. Yeah, so I'll, I'll give her credit for that.
1: And it seemed like something she'd done before. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so the episode ends with people sort of making predictions for themselves next year, you know, implying that the show is coming back. We find out PC is going to Occidental. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Camille says she's going to have a great year. Kelly says she's going to have a great year. Sebastian again says he's going to focus on quality, not quantity. And then that's it.
0: That's it. And there was never a ringing in for this. Yeah. So... That's it. Because I think this was pre-Watch What Happens Live. I'm sure it was. Um, which is a bummer, because if it was post-Watch What Happens Live, there for sure would have been a little, like, Watch What Happens Live mini-reunion, like they used to do with Below Deck and so at, at first and stuff. Yeah. Which I would have liked to have seen, but...
1: Right. And we always sort of assess why we think a show only had one season and wasn't renewed. This show was more boring than I expected,
0: Um, well, it also was... I don't remember finding it boring at the time. I was real into it. And I think part of it is we have a lot more reality... Shows that a lot more happens on now, like they're yeah. much more produced, so you see a lot more drama. I mean, this was back in the days when there wasn't a lot of production going on, yeah. Um, but I should go back and watch season one of Real Housewives of New York to see how different it
1: is, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, or season one of the OC, I,
1: I don't want to watch that one.
0: Um, but <laughs> so, but this one, well, no one would film all of the schools, said, oh, like, that's right, like, so it yeah. couldn't have come back even if it wanted to. I don't even think it was so much that Bravo wasn't bringing it back, it was that like. All of these schools were like, you're not fucking filming these kids.
1: Yeah. Well, and some of them got expelled and stuff. Yeah,
0: so, so I, I I think it, that was the issue.
1: Yeah. It was a little slow, though. I mean, but... I still preferred it to some other shows that we've watched, that's
0: for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, because <laughs> there's no one... I mean, if they did it today, there would be a ton of producers behind the scenes, like... Shit talking PC to Jesse and shit talking Jesse to PC and oh my God, what she said about you. Like, I don't think any of that was going on in the show.
1: So I think the other thing that I found boring about it is that I'm comparing it to Laguna Beach, which was the same age of kids. They were, you know, sophomores, juniors, seniors in high school. Laguna Beach to this day is at least five times more entertaining than this. They're always drinking out of solo cups. They're always slurring. They're going to parties. Someone's always in trouble. It still holds up pretty well.
0: Well, because MTV yeah. had no problem being like, let's get these kids drunk and film them and let's overly produce it. I mean, yeah, look at all the real worlds. True. True. <laughs> so Bravo almost has too much integrity. <laughs> I don't think they do anymore. <laughs> I think they did at the time.
1: Uh, no, I, I hear you. I hear you.
0: I mean, let's not forget that MTV let Ruthie from Real World Hawaii like oh. drive drunk. Yeah, that's and didn't true. stop her. Like, oh boy, I miss her. I wish she was still on the challenge.
1: Yeah. Well, that's NYC prep. And- uh, yeah,
0: and that's it. So we're going to uh, in two weeks. We will get together and watch Twelve.
1: Yeah, we should have some fun.
0: Yeah, and we'll discuss it. I think it'll be hilarious. Um, And then we'll be coming to you this summer uh, for the Hills Rida.
1: Yeah, new beginnings.
0: New beginnings. A.K.A. we all had babies. Yeah, well, it should be good. Um, All right, and again, once again, a heartfelt thank you to all of you who reached out. Um, We, again, our hearts are full. They are. Yeah. Truly. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of One Hit Wonderful. You can find us online on Twitter and Instagram at one hit Pod. You can email us at franklymarebee at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nana's Mink. And you can find me on Twitter at hey it's Mare B. Please remember to rate and subscribe. And have a great week, guys. We'll talk to you soon.